more than 90 years, St. Cloud State Hockey has had a home in the Granite City. Boasting two Hockey Hall of Famers in Frank Brimsek and the late Herb Brooks, many players and coaches have made their mark on St. Cloud State hockey lore. With former St. Cloud State greats like Mark Parrish and Brett Hedekin, to more recent standouts like Jack Ashan and Jimmy Schultz, two Patty Kazmaier Award finalists and 16 Division I All-Americans have paved the way for current St. Cloud State men's and women's teams to continue the Huskies hockey tradition. This week's guest is one of many who have made their mark on St. Cloud State hockey history as the Huskies Warming House podcast presents this week's Healthy Scratch interview segment. And joining us this week on the Healthy Scratch interview segment is going to be former forward Robbie Jackson, who's uh, actually on his way traveling Utica. Uh, we'll get to uh, hear from him on his current uh, quarantine travels. We're going to have a lot of great discussion on him as a former Husky, him and his broadcasting role. And then for those who uh, definitely know hockey and maybe the timeline that he played with the Huskies, uh, maybe some more in-depth and some emotional times, especially maybe some tough playoff losses as we get into it with Robbie. Uh, Noah, I know that uh, I don't know if you actually got a chance to see him play. I think he, you, he was the season before you came into the fold, but uh, Robbie Jackson, uh, from what you know of him, uh, he was a really good player, a really good shot, but even more important, he's just an awesome person off the ice. Yeah, he is. I actually got a chance to watch him play. Uh, my my buddy um, is a big Brock Besser fan because he's a Canucks fan. So he had never seen uh, a game at the University of North Dakota at Ralph Ingleset because he's Canadian. So uh, he wanted to go watch Ryan Paling and the Huskies play uh, the year before. So we did go and watch those those games. I believe they split that weekend, if I'm not mistaken. It was like a four to one loss for the Huskies on Friday. And then they found a way. Um, on that Saturday there. But uh, yeah, I, a really fun interview. You and Ben Holden got a chance to sit down with him. I wasn't a part of this one because it just made sense. You both know him very, very well. So uh, just a really good interview. Uh, it was fun to listen back to. It was fun to actually listen from the fan perspective and see what the raw interview sounds like without knowing what is coming up. Uh, a little caveat before we jump right into it as well. Um, we will start maybe kicking out a little bit of a mini intro like this for uh, upcoming episodes for the Healthy Scratch interview segment, just so you kind of know what's uh, on the docket. And secondly, for this episode specifically, because we did record online instead of locally to our computer via Zoom, uh, it recorded the speaker view instead of the normal gallery view that you are used to. So you're going to get a nice up close and personal view of uh, Nick Maxson's ugly mug, as well as uh, um, Robbie Jackson snacking on some foods and Ben Holden looking great as always. So uh, without further ado, Nick, Robbie Jackson in the Healthy Scratch interview segment for episode number 46. Welcome to this week's Healthy Scratch interview. Noah Grant, my co original co-host, is not going to be joining us this week. He is busy with some other things, but we do have Ben Holden joining us. But more importantly, former St. Cloud State forward and aficionado communications, that is Robbie Jackson. Mr. 23, how are we doing today? Also a former Healthy Scratch. Thanks for bringing that painful memory up. <laughs> yeah, when? When are you healthy? Uh, the last time I was healthy was my sophomore year, Saturday night against um, it was the blue team. It wasn't Alaska Fairbanks. It was Alabama Huntsville. Really? Huntsville. I, I had you. That, was that Moscow or was that? Uh, that, that was, was Moscow. Moscow. That was Moscow. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I guess from from a coaching perspective, you know, going back to those lines, I guess, was there a particular reason? What was the explanation for uh, you sitting up in the press box that evening? Well, there's two sides i will like i will forever hold that against him you know because i don't want to be healthy scratched like i, I don't want to sit up there 
Uh, but to be fair, I was playing horribly in those first five games of the year. And uh, I probably need a little uh, wake-up call. And uh, to his credit, it worked. I scored. That was, that was, I don't know if you remember, Ben or Nick, but that next weekend was when we played Duluth, and I scored in the first shift of both games. So How did that I guess happen? it worked. But I think he could have just pulled me in and said, hey, Robbie, you know, wake up instead of put me up in section 204. <laughs> For folks who uh, don't know the relationship between uh, you two, uh, and speaking of uh, Ben and Robbie, I guess you know. I guess when was the first time you guys met? Uh, talks about you know, talk to uh, the fans and knowing you know, you guys just you know aren't folks who just you know, had relationships on camera. You guys had relationship off camera as well. Go ahead, Robbie. You <laughs> take it. You tell your side. I'll tell mine. <laughs> um. I don't exactly remember how we got – I know it was my sophomore year. Like, Actually, maybe it was freshman year. I remember Dave freshman year. Um, but, like, freshman year, I didn't realize, like, you know, I didn't pay attention to stuff like when CBS was in town and all that. Like, I was still kind of like the, the doe-eyed freshman trying to just take everything in. Um, but I remember my first big – like, we obviously had a friendship and a little rapport going uh, before – but I remember, uh, so we didn't make the frozen face off that year, my sophomore year. And that was the only time we didn't make it. And uh, I was thinking, I was like, man, like, you know, Ben's in town, Star Ben's in town. You know, maybe I'll go down there and see if I can have, you know, a burger with him or something. And I get this voicemail on like Friday night uh, after the first, uh, after the first uh, night um, at Target Center. <clears throat> Excuse me. And it's just Ben going, Hey, where the hell were you? Get your ass down here for the game tomorrow. You're shadowing me and Dave. Said, all right, man. Just text me when and where to meet you. I'll be there. And uh, and yeah, so I went down and um, shadowed the championship game. I believe it was because I don't think you guys did the uh, the third fourth game, the three four game. No, just yeah, just the final. Yeah, that's yeah, you're right. You're right. yeah, that's and. Uh, and yeah, so I shadowed him for that game, the whole crew, you know, uh, Ben, Dave, and Shireen. And uh, that was that was like my first uh, first real, like big broadcasting, uh, I guess, op- not opportunity, but like just opened my eyes to like the bigger, like, you know, outside of Husky Productions, which is phenomenal in its own right, you know, but CBS Sports is uh, the huge network. So that was, that was a lot of fun. And like, I remember the game vividly and uh, that was it was North Dakota and Duluth, and that's when uh, Peon got like five in a game for running Johnson, yep. just inexplicably. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. No, I shadowed I shadowed them up in the booth for two periods, uh, Shireen for one, and yeah. Now Ben and I uh, I called them and we talked for half an hour on my way to Utica here. So I know it's a uh, it's a great friendship. Him and my dad are close. My dad wanted me to tell you by the way, Ben. Uh, on my way through here, uh, I drove through Sandusky, Ohio. Tommy boy, and, uh, yeah, and he figured you'd appreciate uh, the home of the home of Callahan brake pads. Yeah, so, no, that's yeah. Uh, that that is Nick. That's just that's the deal, man. That's I remember that now that Robbie brought that up. I didn't. I I knew it was at a game. I couldn't remember where it was though. I obviously wasn't at St. Cloud. I didn't really remember the circumstances. But you know, for me, Nick, you've heard me say this, and Robbie knows. We've been friends for a few years, and and people that know me know. I'm a relationship guy and uh, you know, Robbie's a good dude. And I knew he had an interesting interest in, yeah, he's a little shaky at times, but, um, but for the most part, he's a good dude. 
I knew he had an interest in broadcasting. And, you know, when I was young, I, I, I looked up to, to men and women that were doing what I one day wanted to do. And so I, I had a really good mentor that taught me, you know what, you're going to be, you were in their shoes once and you're where they, you're where they want to be eventually. You know what I mean? So that, that meant a lot to me. And, and, and Robbie's just a genuine dude, man. He's a fun guy. And, and that was a lot of fun. That game was insane, man. And you guys had a lot of good ones too, as we'll get into, but yeah, I remember that well. And uh, I did, I called us, where the hell are you, man? Get up here. You're supposed to be in the booth with us. But uh, no, we we kind of had this, like, you know, it kind of like towed the line of professional friendly, yes. you know, like it's uh, I mean, you know, Nick, like you're, when you're a broadcaster, the players are always friendly with you. But, you know, it's hard to tell where, like, the line gets blurred or where you cross over from, you know, just, you know, a partner or, you know, a broadcaster uh, versus a friend. And, like, I still wasn't sure. Like, you know, we talked uh, before games, morning skates, all that, and we were friendly, chummy, all that. But, yeah, when I get this, I think I texted him, like, some, per like, super professional, like, very polite, like, hey, man, it's Robbie. Like, you know, when you're in town, I would love to come talk to you, whatever. And he called hey, get the hell down here. And I was like, all right, that's, that's my homie now. Like, now, 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 now we're there. And I would say the same. I mean, that's, you know, and, and for me, being a neutral guy that I've been for so many years, um, you know, I've talked about, about this with you and, and Noah, Nick. It's like, you know, there's certain guys on every team that you, you build relationships with. And, you know, a guy like Robbie and, you know, Patrick Newell, not to the degree that Robbie and I are close and, and friends, but, you know, Schultz, Jack Ashan, you know, Benson, the list goes on and on from, from just from St. Cloud, for example, and I'm missing some guys, but, you know, it's important to me because Robbie was always a guy we could go to. Dave went to him for different things. I went, I would just kind of BS with him and kind of get a feel. And, you know, I'd get a little in depth here and there, but it was mostly just kind of, Hey, where's the team at? You know, this, that, whatever. And, and every now and then there was a nugget I could drop and, you know, it, it helped. Most us. of the nuggets I told you to keep off camera though. <laughs> <laughs> there was a couple. Yeah. But uh, no, it's cool, man. It's um, you know, there's guys that, you know, I, I covered 10, 12 years ago that, you know, guys that played at Michigan and the teams I was doing, you know, more around where I live. And, and it's the same thing. So it's, it's always special to me and I'm pulling for this guy. I want to see him get a shot. I'm glad he's at where he's at. And uh, he's getting a shot to start the year in the American league. So I'm always going to pull for guys like Robbie and Newell and all those guys I mentioned. Uh, to both that. of you uh, and Robbie, one heck of an illustrious career, obviously with the Huskies, you know, uh, certainly a guy that had, you know, quite the shot could really pick his spot, especially uh, if you give him time and space. Uh, Roddy, post St. Cloud State career, uh, you spent some time uh, up and down in some of the pro leagues. Can you fill in listeners who maybe haven't followed you as closely as to uh, once you put on this jersey for the last time, where have you been as far as how your hockey career has gone? Uh, yeah, so I went down to San Antonio, uh, the San Antonio Rampage. They were the St. Louis Blues affiliate in the American League. I played three games with them at the end of the 2019 season. And then um, – I went through like all the training camps. I went to rookie camp. Um, I went to development camp, rookie camp. I actually went to five training camps last year, man. It was exhausting. I went, yeah, I went to a development camp, rookie camp, uh, St. Louis's main camp, and then went back down to, excuse me, San Antonio's uh, main camp. And then went, then was sent down to Tulsa, uh, which is, which was St. Louis and San Antonio's affiliate in the ECHL, the coast. And, 
like I got there early enough to where I was still in training camp there and uh, played a preseason game there too. And so I uh, played something, I want to say like 55, 60 games uh, down in Tulsa last year. 57. But, huh? 57. True pro. He does his research. He was doing <laughs> prep. He was doing prep for this before, huh? Oh, Not man. really. I just have, I have, I, I hockey DB'd you. Go ahead. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so 57. Then how many did I get in the? Uh, how many did I get in San Antonio last year? Five. Uh, you played uh, the first year of the three games you mentioned. You had one. Yeah. You're a dash one. Yeah, uh, that makes sense. 57. You had 19 snipes and 40 points. Uh, six games. And then San Antonio, you played four games and you're a dash four two. Games. Okay. Yeah, I think I think I was up there for. I was up there for uh, six. I think I played four of them. Um, and then obviously the season was cut short. Uh, and then, so after that, or really during while I was, uh, right before I got called up to San Antonio, like Vegas bought the San Antonio franchise and, uh, you know, announced plans to move them to Henderson city and all that. So St. Louis, um, relocated their team. They took over the Springfield Thunderbirds in the American league for their affiliate. And then Springfield was one of three teams that opted out in uh for the 2020-21 season and or yeah 2020-21 season so uh st louis partnered up with uh the vancouver canucks and i was now sharing the utica comets for uh, utica new york for their uh for their minor league affiliate so i just got to utica a couple days ago yesterday uh i'm on hour 25 of a 72-hour quarantine and uh, looking forward to watching the Warriors win again tonight and then watching uh, watching Ben on his call on Saturday. Thanks, um, dude. And Ben, you know, I, I guess, uh, you know, you got to watch Robbie, obviously, throughout the course of his career. I'm sure Robbie yeah. will ask him, obviously, just a moment. But uh, I guess from a broadcaster standpoint and, you know, even more so a hockey fan standpoint, was there a couple of games or plays or just moments of you watching Robbie Jackson in a Huskies uniform that sticks out to you? I mean, there's a lot, Nick. There really are. Can I, I mean, guess. Can I guess your? Uh, yeah. You're like, do you have, have a, list, like a top man. two or top Go three? Ahead. Go ahead. Well, so so the goal against CC, where you said Action Jackson, that's probably number one because <laughs> that that nickname like still sticks with me. Glad <laughs> uh, I can help out. <laughs> gift and a curse, double-edged sword. I know. Um, so that one was probably one. Um. Were you at? Oh, when I scored against the Gophers, my yeah. my junior year. That's that one's one. probably up there for you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what other games were you at? Oh, um. Come on, you know. Do I? Don't let me turn on the Jeopardy theme song. Man. Long Come game, on. huge building. I'm. Th- was it a North Dakota game? Probably, but the one I was thinking of was the was the epic with Duluth. Oh yeah, that's right. That's actually that's my favorite hockey game I've ever played in ever. I I think it's I think it's the highest quality of hockey I've ever played. Like two teams, it was Clash of the Titans, man. To give you a to give you a a quote from Batman the Joker, it's like what happens when an unmovable force, or or no, what happens when an unstoppable force meets an immovable object? Yeah, you go to double overtime at the XL Energy Center. Like that's that's what happened. It was oh man. Like people, like players needed IVs after those games, that oh. game. So yeah, that one was a good one. That I remember one's, yeah. when, when, 
Sorry, Robbie. I remember when when this all this COVID stuff started. I remember when the league was doing those replays, and I was doing a lot of stuff on Twitter with him. Back it was it probably it was it was around the time right around the time the tournament would have been, and yeah. we were doing replays, and I was kind of doing stuff you know every period. And you and there were a bunch of guys that texted me, whether it was from St. Cloud or there's a couple guys from Duluth, Jade Miller, who I was tight with. I mean, he was texting me and and Wolf and all those guys and. Yeah, that was that was an epic game. That that was one of the best games I've ever done in that league. And oh yeah, you know what? Because Newsy and I had some fun on Twitter with that. You did, yeah. Yeah, right. I remember that. Yeah. You guys were busting uh, Lazat's chops, right? But no, me and Blake were busting Newsy because Newsy changed on the back check for their second goal. Yes, yes. But I mean, to your to your question, Nick. I mean. You know, the thing I always liked about Robbie as, as a person was he was energetic, he was honest, he was open, and, you know, he wasn't afraid to, you know, give me some insight. But as a player, he's one of those guys that I say this phrase a lot. He always kept me on my toes because I knew when he got it, he was pulling the trigger, man. And, uh, you know, he had a knack for that, as we know. And, you know, like I said a minute ago, I hope that continues for him at the next level, and I think it will. But, you know, just – that was what it was for me watching him. And, you know, it's different, you know, we, 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 uh, yeah, I had a lot of connections, like I said, but him and I had a little bit more of a connection than, than most guys on their team. And there's guys on other teams that I had that similar connection with too. Um, but I'm jealous. I don't be jealous. They're Michigan guys. Will Lannon, Cam Johnson, all those guys, you know, that. Oh, you know, the Will Lannon, yes. <laughs> right. But um, and, and there's others, but you know, I just, it was always fun to watch him, you know, just the group they had, you know, him and Newell were magical out there together when they played with Lazat, he was, and everybody knows how I feel about him. I, I still remember the first time we had a call with Motsko and I, it was our first game of the year. And I said, who the hell is this guy? He is everywhere. He is everywhere on the ice. And I just, I wrote his coattails, man. I'm like, this kid's going to be there. But anyway, yeah, just, I, got a, I got a funny story about And we need to break this up a little bit because it's just become a freaking just a chum session between me and Ben. Um, uh, break it up. Well, that's what this uh, is here so, for. So here's, here's, a, here's a funny story. Here's a funny story about Ben. Like Ben noticed in Moscow, like how he loved uh, Blake Lazat. Yeah. So this was in like training camp, bro, like for our team. Like we, uh, I don't think we played a game yet. And uh, it was real early in the year. So Motsko and uh, Mike Brodzinski, very close. You know, we're teammates yeah. at St. Cloud back then. They still talk yeah. every day. Yep. Um, you can, Bob's coached every Brodzinski kid except for one. Right. So one afternoon, one evening, uh, Easton gets a text from Bob that says, Blake Lazad is the future of Husky hockey. <laughs> and, then, and then a few seconds later goes, I'm sorry, that was meant for your dad. You're good too. <laughs> what? Uh, case of the uh, the wrong conversation message tapped in the cell phone, eh? Yeah, this is the wrong Brodzinski, man. You know what happens? Everyone you say after that. Yeah, he still comes up instead of Mike and goes, "Hey, yeah, your classmates." <laughs> oh, by the way, no, you're good too. You're the future too. Yeah. No, the, Houston, the attempted recovery—that's great. Yeah. <laughs> like, what do you do at that point? Easton sat next to me in the locker room uh, that year. 
And he came in, he's like, dude, can listen to this. <laughs> like, we had a good laugh about it. Obviously, Easton's a great kid. He didn't, like, take it personally or anything, but it's just the hilarious blunder. What are you saying? I got a pretty good hockey mind then, huh? Yeah, you're all right. <laughs> Speaking of hockey minds, uh, uh, Robbie, you were a mass communications major at St. Cloud, similar to what I'm studying. And, uh, you know, we often went to you for insight into the, uh, into the hockey world as there were things developing. And uh, especially when news broke out that Motzko was leaving, speaking of uh, your old head coach that was leaving towards Minnesota, uh, we remember having a press conference uh, after it was made official that he was leaving indeed to coach the Gophers. And I remember one reported asking you, and I want, I want to try to test your memory, see if you remember exactly what you said, because one of the questions to you directed was, you know, what type of coach should St. Cloud bring in? You know, what, what should he or she be? Do you remember exactly what you said? Because uh, it, it was quite the quote machine that you were uh, when we were asking you questions about, uh, I guess, anything hockey related. I sure remember that was probably one of my best interviews in my life, actually. Um, <laughs> Better than this one? I wouldn't call this an interview. <laughs> this, this, you know, this could be done over, you know, in food and drinks. Like, this is just fun. This is three hockey guys talking hockey. Um, what kind of coach is St. Cloud work for? Let's see, let's see if he remembers. Because I, I remember, like, I remember bits and pieces of that interview. I remember talking about how, like, we didn't know what to do after, like, the meeting was over. How, like, you know, you clap at the end of a meeting in the locker room, and we just all kind of looked at it like we didn't know what to do. We were not going to clap because our coach is leaving. Like, um, what kind of coach is St. Oh, I said someone that wears bow ties. I know I said that. <laughs> that was part I of it. Said that. Yep. Yep. that was part of it. What you what you exactly said was, well, he's probably should be six three, uh, probably pretty good looking. Yes, that's eyes, right. That's what I started. Wears bow ties. Profile, you, yeah. you basically started describing uh, exactly someone who probably uh, is yeah. single. Uh, I don't know. You might have yeah. been describing yourself, if anything. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> six three is a little generous. Yeah, <laughs> I guess it depends on which convenience store you're leaving. Right then, so. <laughs> yeah. um, no. Did I, well, I definitely gave like a serious answer after that. Did I? You did. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I probably described Larson because he was the perfect fit. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't know what exact details or specifications I gave, but um, yeah, Larson, they knocked it out of the park. That's their committee did. And they, they did, they, uh, they took in players um, considerations and thoughts and, feelings and preferences. Uh, I'm sure that interview had nothing to do with them, but, uh, you know, they did um, meet with um, a few of the, few of the older guys, like in my class, who are going to be seniors. And then uh, I think they actually met with a couple of young guys too, because obviously they were the future. Like we were only going to get Larson for one year. Um, so they wanted to make sure they were happy, but it was also uh, kind of like our last ride, you know, and like Ben said, uh, we had a pretty special group that class of uh, 2019. So she wanted to make sure that, uh, we were comfortable because uh, we were going to be a pretty good team next year and wanted to make sure that you know, everything was lined up for us to have uh, all the success possible and um, do everything within our power to uh, better St. Claus program. Robbie, I want to bring things back a little bit just because, you know, you, you spent, you know, 
a number of years at St. Cloud. Uh, and then again, you know, these last 12 months, you know, a pandemic, it's, it's still raging. Uh, again, you talked about your hockey season being cut short. Huskies were certainly a part of that conversation as well. Uh, but you mentioned, you know, I guess as a pro athlete, right, you're, you're trying to keep your body uh, in shape, in tune, in game shape. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about, uh, I guess, you've been skating in, as you could call it, the off season, uh, but uh, you've been skating with some familiar faces uh, around some familiar parts of Minnesota. Could you fill in maybe some of the listeners of, of some of the uh, the more famous names that you've been also trying to keep, I guess, in game shape with as you prepare for uh, the season upcoming for you guys? Well, I would say probably the first thing about being a pro is diet. <laughs> <laughs> right on cue, baby. <laughs> that wasn't planned at all, right, Robbie? <laughs> make sure what you put in your body is going to give you the best output. And taste really doesn't matter. <laughs> So, um, if, so if that's the case, uh, what, what's, what, you know, washes that down? You know, is it Miller Lite or MGD or what is it? The uh, Body Armor Lite. <laughs> Mango flavor. <laughs> I'm a pro now. I don't have to worry about the NCAA saying anything <laughs> about that. <laughs> uh, no, speaking of other pros uh, with St. Cloud. Um, yeah, I skated a few different spots this year. Um, me and John Lazat worked out all summer. Uh, the Palings as well, uh, but they took off earlier than we did, Ryan to Montreal, and uh, Nick and Jack got to go to Greenville because uh, the coast started earlier than the American League. Um, New Newsy was uh, around for a little bit in the summer. He's uh, He was up a little bit north of us. He was up in the uh, Lionel Lakes area, uh, and we were down in uh, Egan and Lakeville and uh, in Rigrove Heights, so it was easier for me and Lizzo and the Palings to get together, but um, who else? We actually, we worked out with uh, Ludkey, Josh Ludkey, I believe. He's a St. Cloud recruit now. Uh, he's like the captain of Des Moines uh, in the USHL. So I know St. Cloud's really excited about him, and they should be. That kid's uh, that kid's a stud. Uh, who else? Oh yeah, <laughs> um, we we had a skate uh, for the last couple of weeks out in Edina, and at one point I think we had like anywhere from nine to ten, eleven skaters, and at one point, five of them were Huskies. Uh, we had like the three from my class that I mentioned, me, uh, Lizzo, and Newsy, and then uh, Ethan Prow, who we got to play with for one year, my freshman year, his senior, and then Kevin Gravel, who uh, was there before our time, but was the, the first captain to hoist a Penrose Cup at St. Cloud. So yeah, we had, we had five, five Huskies. Uh, on the ice and it, we, were, we were taking over we were joking about all that and uh another funny thing too is who are we going against stevie johnson i think yeah he was a do you remember him he was a gopher defenseman number five i, I don't know i Nick, I, remember? I recall him yes uh yeah but not think, very yeah, vividly stevie johnson. Yeah. yeah good kid great kid i played with him in the beauty league um you know we got along well and i i enjoy anytime him and my paths cross but there was one point like we were doing a two-on-one drill and me and Newsy went and uh, we scored on him or whatever. And I was giving him crap, you know, about the Huskies versus the Gophers or whatever. And the, the guy who was running the skate goes, man, you sound like Gibby. <laughs> <laughs> said, you know what? I'm going to take that as a compliment. That's, that's the only way to take that. You, you know, I, I'm going to just, I'm going to do something I learned early on. And I'm sure you learned this at uh, Husky Productions. Just ask a question based off what you hear. And uh, talk about Gibby. Huh? I must have missed that class. 
Yeah, you <laughs> skipped that one. You got a D plus. Um, had, so, had, had, had game film to watch, man. That's right. actually another really good Gibby quote, man. <laughs> so we we're actually, this was my uh, junior year. We we're playing Denver. And it, like it was, we had the possibility to win the Penrose that year. And he wanted me to come in and watch uh, video. And uh, it was like in the morning before practice or whatever. And Gibby, man, you only got a class in like 10 minutes. We hear you. He goes, how are you going to beat Denver sitting in a classroom? <laughs> okay, you're not wrong. Yes. So That's uh, wonderful. What, what, Go ahead, what are, let, let, let people know out there what, what Mike meant to the program. And, and I'm, I'm sure you're thrilled to see him back in the game up at Bemidji. But what did he mean Gibby. to the program? Yeah, what did he mean to you? Gibby was a f- you know, the first college coach to show any interest in me, man. Uh, him and my dad have this insane bromance. Like, you know, I don't mean to make you jealous, but like you, <laughs> my dad and Gibby talk you like once a week, once a month, yeah, if not once a week. They're talking all the time. I was up at uh, Gibby's house this summer and hitting golf balls into the lake and going out on the nice. boat, playing bags, all this. Is, cool. no, Gibby's, Gibby's, I'm actually, you know what? I'm mad at Gibby. I've called him like three times in the last week and he hasn't picked up. I'm saying all this nice stuff about him. He won't answer the phone for me. So Maybe like he will he, now when he watches this. Yeah, right. And he's not busy yeah. or anything, right? So yeah. yeah. Maybe maybe he'll watch this and realize he hasn't called me back. Guy. Maybe. Um, but no, actually, I wanted to tell him the story about how like someone said I sound like him, and and we yeah we've just been playing phone tag, and I, I called him twice on my drive here, no answer. Really? Huh. Seventeen hours, zero zero time on the phone. So I would give, but. Jokes aside, man, um, shit, that guy did so much for, uh, for St. Cloud State. Um, I, I, like, I, was, I remember talking about him in, uh, in the meeting that I mentioned with uh, the search committee between yep. my junior and senior year. Yep. And, you know, they obviously, because he was obviously a candidate. And I remember thinking, I'm like, man, there would be some people if they were the only coach left on the staff and they'd been there for as long as Gibby had, and they had as much pride in the program as Gibby had, um, they would be incredibly hurt, uh, rejected, and honestly bitter and might consider leaving and doing all this if they don't get the job. And I said, whether Gibby gets it or not, you don't have to worry about that with him because he loves this program. He bleeds scarlet and black, and he's just, he is perfect here. And what, like, whether you, whether he gets the head coaching job or not, he will still eat, sleep, and breathe Husky hockey. And uh, I, that's honestly what it was, man. We were, we were, we were, uh, his life's work for, I don't even know how long he was with St. Cloud. It felt like his whole life because of how much you love us. 13 seasons uh, back to 2007. I would have guessed, I would have guessed no less than 25. The pride, the pride he had in that program. So I would have guessed 15. Yeah. 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 So you you actually, you're a little bit more knowledgeable than me (laughs) because you were watching St. Cloud the whole time. I was, yeah. Gibby was there for 13 years. So subtract one. That means I was 22. Yeah. He took the job when I was, 11 or 12 so yeah I didn't exactly know about St. Cloud then but oh yeah he was 
Gibby's the man. And I hope he sees this and calls me back. Cause I actually want to talk to him. <laughs> you know, real quick, you, when you were telling that story and, and I, I know you shared that with, with my son and I, when we chatted in the summer and, uh, it reminded me, um, I think I told a different story that was similar that I'll tell after this. Okay. That's fine. But did Michigan state recruit you at all? The risk of no. sounding arrogant, probably. <laughs> so do you know who Tom Newton is? You ever heard the name Tom Newton? So when Ron Mason left, when I was a reporter in Lansing then working in sports at, at the NBC affiliate and they brought in Comley and Tom Newton had been there. He'd been there twice as long as Gibby. And I, that was one of the toughest interviews I've ever done in my career because he was, he was in tears. And it, it reminded me when you were talking about Gibby, man. So much respect. Gibby's a good man. I, I can't believe how many places he's coached, man. He's coached about 20 different places, man. He's, he's well-traveled. He's a good man. He Thanks for sharing that, Rob. That's good stuff. Oh, of course. Um, but yeah, I say, I say probably because I was very like tunnel visioned uh, on where I wanted to go to school. Like I, I wanted to be in an NCHE school or you know, something like that. So I was, um, I had a good rookie year in the USHL and a lot of schools came calling and I told pretty yeah. much all the big 10 schools. I said, Hey, I don't want to waste your time. I'm just, I'm, I'm not interested in big 10. So hey. it wasn't, that wasn't an arrogant uh, comment. Although I do have plenty of that in me, as you both know. <laughs> um, some swag, so, dude. We know that. Swag. I've seen you play. However, the, uh, the Gibby story, I think I told you was it related to that coaching search. He was uh, like, he was messaging someone on Twitter about it. You know, like one of his friends, I don't know why he wasn't just texting, but uh, he was messaging someone. On t- and he ended up tweeting out one of the oh, DMs geez. he meant to say. Oh. Yeah. And uh, but, but here's, here's, the, here's the Gibby thing, though. It was, it was like a five-part tweet because it was a long message. And so it exceeded 140 characters. So it was like a five-part tweet. And it was like the, the first one the second one and like the fourth one like it was it was like one of two the two of, or one of one of five two of five and then like four of five and we're sitting here in the locker room like what is, what's going what did Gibby do we're like he tried to he this is a dm like he but, but he for like it didn't include the the third and fifth note which is something that just would happen at Gibby you know and yeah. so we called him on it we're like Gib, what are you doing what's on I'm sending a message, you know, what are you, what are you doing? Nice. And, uh, and we're like, no, give like, you tweeted that out. Like everyone saw that. He's like, oh, I thought, oh you just got to type the person's name. It goes to him. Huh? No, give, that's not how it works. So like he took down the tweet and then I was actually in Stewart Hall, Nick. I was in uh, the audio room working news after practice. I was audio for uh, news at night and he did it again. He did it again like, three days later. And luckily, like, I was I, I was just refreshing. We were, like, commercial break or something, or maybe we were, we were there early. We'd already done our sound check. And I was refreshing uh, Twitter. And he did it again. And I, I called him right away. I said, yeah, you did it again. Delete your tweets, man. Just, why don't you go put your phone, lock it in a safe for a week, man. Yeah. I'm like, just wait. But <laughs> the middle of this coaching search, he's, like, tweeting out his personal feelings and probably some details that, like, weren't exactly public knowledge. Yeah. And uh, yeah, <laughs> like only Gibby. That would only happen to Gibby. It's when you need to switch his phone to a jitterbug and maybe that'll, you know, That's keep, keep saying, him off of man. Twitter. <laughs> Just use it as a paperweight. That's yeah. all you need it for. <laughs> or throw it in the lake. That's Something right. I'd like to. 
Uh, Robbie, I want to build off of uh, build off of that question from Ben because you know you often hear about recruiting stories and you, you hear about passion, but I kind of want a little bit more details on that because when you know when a when a recruiter approaches a player, right? Uh, if if it's hasn't if you haven't been approached before, you know, I guess what is that conversation sounded like? Uh, with Mike Gibbons, you know, how was it that he was able to portray his pride and his passion towards the St. Cloud, uh, I, I guess, program and, and made you sort of buy into what his energy was and to make you really feel like this is a place I really want to end up playing, uh, even though you may have had other programs of me, you know, wanting your services. Dude, I wish I could explain it, man. He, just, he took me on a horrible tour as well. Like, not horrible, <laughs> but like, you know, like Gibby Gibby's, oh, you know, the California kid, it's always sunny and 70 here in St. Cloud, which obviously I knew was like a fucking <laughs> crock of, uh, I don't know, what can, what can I say on this? I, like, how, I probably should have asked that before. I, like, is this PG-13? We, we, we can bleep it if we need to, so go for you it. Have a dump. <laughs> yeah, like, it was, he goes, oh, you know, it's always 70 and sunny in St. Cloud. And obviously, I knew that was a crock of shit, but, like, I, I just, they'd been interested in so long, and uh, they started recruiting before, like they could directly contact me. So it was um, like he he was talking to my dad and all that. And uh, but the the tour that I went on, man, I was coming home from Chicago, and I packed for California. This was like before either it was before winter break, or it was during winter break, I guess, because no students were on campus. Yeah, so I was we were going from Chicago, stopping for a tour in St. Cloud. You know, just like a. a 36 hour tour or whatever. And then flying back to California for Christmas. So I packed for California, you know? So here I am in minus 10 degree oh. snowy weather, walking around state clouds campus in nothing but a hoodie and like a pair of khaki pants and like my vans <laughs> on my feet. And uh, the funniest thing that I remember. So we obviously took, went around walking down freezing. I didn't know any better. And Gibby's going, now, oh, you know, this only happens once or twice a year. Don't worry, man. <laughs> so we go, we go to the, we go to the bookstore and like, I, you know, I get a t-shirt, all that. And uh, I actually remember saying my dad, like, uh, he obviously had me on the hook then. Um, but my dad goes, oh, you know, you're going to get anything. I was like, no, I don't, I don't know about that. Like, I kind of like that shirt, but I don't know. And, uh, and my dad says, no, you know, why don't you get it? I was like, dad, you know, I got a feeling this won't be the last time I'm in this bookstore. And he goes, well, uh, Gibby just told me that they're they're changing the logo from like this, you know, to this this new husky head. So if you like that shirt, like you better get it because it won't be here when you're here next. All right, I got it. And I still know exactly where that shirt is. And it was one of my favorite shirts. But so I'm carrying the bag, obviously. And I'm, I got to switch every like my hands every five minutes because my hands are freezing. I got to alternate which one gets the pocket. And Gibby's pointing out to me where uh, we're outside Atwood. He's, oh, you know, and we got these great. Uh, what are they called? The skylines or the skyways? Because you know we got these great skyways. You can get from class to class, and sometimes even you go all the way across campus. You don't even have to go outside. I'm, well, why the hell aren't we up there right now? Like, you see, I'm freezing my ass off here. Like, he's going. He goes, yeah, they're great, man. They keep you so warm, and you can go from Stewart Hall to Ice Self. You know, a mile across campus. You don't have to step foot outside. What the hell, Gib? <laughs> I'm frosting the snowman down here. Like, let's get up there. I, I want to know which Skyway comes out of Stewart Hall, too, because I've been there for four years. No, that years was, and, yeah, that was yeah. the first one. There ain't no Skyway. It starts in <laughs> Atwood or Centennial. But, oh, that's too Yeah, give me showing me all the all the great features that I apparently wasn't allowed to use then. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
maybe. <laughs> but um, yeah. Uh, as far as I, I, I couldn't even tell you, man. Like, if you just, he's just a hell of a recruiter. Is that, uh, you know, something where, you know, they bring in Dave Shayak from Western Michigan. He was uh, their assistant bench boss with Andy Murray. Uh, you know, losing the guy with that kind of recruiting pedigree, I, I guess, you know, you're obviously, you were a player, but, you know, you can't really replace that. But how do you possibly replicate that? I guess, you know, what, if, you, if there's somebody out there watching that's maybe, a, I guess, a college recruiting coach and is trying to figure out some of those inside secrets, what would you tell them as we you know what what kind of attracted you uh, about that visit with uh, uh with coach gibbons i'm not giving away st claude's recruiting secrets <laughs> <laughs> i had to try i, was, <laughs> I would i would say the biggest, the biggest thing you can do is win hockey games and people will want to come play for you simple yeah um no but <laughs> as far as recruiting goes there's another story too so uh ben you might remember this st cloud used to have like their all red jumpsuits you oh, know yeah. like yeah, um, that we'd wear like on the that. road and stuff. Yeah. And when, when, what's up? The good old track suits. Yeah, exactly. The red Eastern yeah. ones. Yeah. And uh, it was like when, when college coaches and even junior coaches and scouts come to watch you play, like they're, they usually go, you know, very professional. They wear like a quarter zip or like a black jacket. You know, it's a little logo right here above the heart or on the breast or something Love like this. that. Some of them are even like blacked out, you know? Like the logos are blacked out, so it looks like a coat until you come up close. Um, but that's kind of how you identify, you know, like a scout or a coach is in the building and stuff. That and like slacks and dress shoes. Um, not Gibby. Ollie, Ollie would tell me, man, when Gibby goes in there, he wears that bright red tracksuit and lets everyone know the Huskies are in the building. Yeah. <laughs> all the other coaches are trying to be, you know, incognito a little bit, all that. And uh, Gibby walks right in and can all eyes turn to him in that bright red tracksuit. Uh, I want to go a little bit to, uh, I guess you'd call it a bromance on the ice, Robbie J, because you've mentioned Patrick Newell a couple of times. And every time that you guys made something happen, the jubilation and the joy that would be on your two faces and the goal celebrations, it was almost like you were scoring the overtime winner of Game 7 Stanley Cup Final at home. And I know you you did a piece with this for Husky Productions when you're a student there. They, they highlighted that relationship. But for folks who maybe have missed that, or maybe weren't aware of that bromance. Can you maybe fill us in on, you know, I guess your relationship with Patrick Newell and, and how it formed and I guess where you guys at right now? Well, you know, we did score, score a few game winners in overtime to celebrate. So it's not like that was completely yeah. out of the rarity. Um, funny, actually, we, so we were both from California and, but we never met each other uh, before we went, came to St. Cloud and uh, like we knew of each other, but had never met. And we were roommates our freshman year. And I don't know, it was just, <laughs> we just caught along well, man. It's like, yeah, and gasoline and matches, man. It was just, <laughs> uh, it was a lot of fun. And even, uh, so when we, we were roommates together our freshman year in the dorms. And then uh, we just, we, you know, obviously discovered we had a lot in common, got along uh, phenomenally. And then sophomore year, um I, I was living with Borgen and Mikey but like I kind of like committed to that early like they needed a third roommate and uh, I hadn't really started like house hunting yet for sophomore year so I was hey like let me just jump in yeah perfect and you know Newsy and uh, Zevi kind of like got to the whole house hunting thing a little later um so I, I obviously we lived apart uh sophomore year but like by the end of the year 
it was pretty much every day, like one of us was going to the other house. Like we were just spending, you know, all the time together and we could. And then uh, uh, junior, senior year, we were back living together. Um, nothing but good times and laughter. And uh, yeah, I actually, I was watching uh, our senior profiles the other day, just some of the stuff that we said about each other. And yeah, it rings true today. No, that kid, uh, that kid's my brother. And we uh, we definitely like had some fun on the ice on the bench. There's some great pictures of us like in the middle of games, just laughing and uh, talking, talking uh, jokes with each other and all that. And uh, the the there was one the one game rewind or whatever I did the CC game where we did score the overtime winner. Uh, the goal I scored though, I think it was it was either it had to be assisted by Newsy um, because he came over to me and I was gonna go. I was I remember this too. Uh, I was gonna like turn and celebrate to uh, to the the students over on like the bench side, and I took like two strides, and then I just changed my mind and like turned to Newsy, and I literally picked him up off the ice because like he set me up. And uh, there's actually a great picture. Like you can't even tell it's me, but Newsy's in the air and he's got his trademark smile on his face, and Blake's coming in to hug us. And uh, yeah, that's one of my favorite pictures uh, for my Saint Cloud career. Uh, I can send that to you if you want to put that up on the, I don't know how you yeah. do this. Yeah. What are you saying? I love it, man. Yeah. I'll send that, I'll send that to, to one of you guys. And then uh, as of right now, though, we actually, we both just bought houses in Minnesota. So uh, Minnesota has officially won over the California kids, but um, yeah. So we're, we're skating together uh, when we can. I got skated with him a decent amount this summer and just staying in touch. I was talking to him earlier today. He, uh, he got to, he got to Hartford a little earlier, so his quarantine period's done, and uh, he's going back for his second year with the Wolfpack there. Um, yeah, he's already skating on the ice, and uh, sounds like it's going well. So, no, and he's actually he's in the best shape uh, of his life by far. So it's good to see. Um, so yeah, I hope uh, much like Ben said, he's rooting for me. I'm rooting for Newsy. Yeah. So I, wanna... I, I preface this as I'm kidding, um, and you just touched that you touched on a couple things. I was going to go here. Is he 170 in his equipment? That's what he's listed as. There's no way he's 170, bro. Dude, he's he might be 175, man. Really? He's Jack yeah, now, huh? Right? Yeah, no, he's an edge. I like that about yeah. him. You gotta play with an edge, man. Yeah, no, and it's like it's like annoying to play against him now. Not that it wasn't back then, but like now he right. has like all the tools. Like, you know, back then you could kind of get away with being a little physical on him, like in practice and like the summer. And now, yeah, now you can't get away with that. Now there's no way to stop him. It's really annoying. Yeah. Well, Nick, I got it real quick. So we were at North Dakota and I think it was your senior year, Robbie. I'm pretty sure it was with you and Newell. And so I'm like, I always did with him and, and Jack and, and Jimmy and some other guys, I just sit on the bench. I'd come out and have a cup of coffee and, you know, BS. And so Newell sat down with me one morning and I said, dude, I said, you haven't had a penalty in like 72 games or whatever the hell it was. And he goes out that night. I think he ended up getting two that night. Mm-hmm. I kept telling him, I go, you got to play with more edge, dude. If you're going to play at the next level, man, you got to play with a little more edge. And the one was cheap, if I remember right. The other one, he got his money's worth. But I was yeah, he did. Guys were yeah, he on he on the he on the scrum. I think for that second one, he got his money's worth. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Little, yeah. little surprising fact: I had less penalty minutes, uh, less penalty minutes than Newsy senior year. Really? Actually, you know what? That might be a lie because I got that ten minute against CC. So yeah, look had- it up. He had eight. 
He had eight his first three years. I'm looking at it right now. <clears throat> he had two, six, goose egg, and eight. Let's see what you had. I had I had eight like clockwork. You had you had eight each of your first three seasons and eighteen your senior year. See, it, it would have been eight except for I got that. Uh, I got that ten against CC. Yep. I heard I, that one too. By the way, that was a good one. Yeah. One of the I like nobody really saw it except for my dad and one of the fans who talked to me about it uh, at the at the um, the selection show. You know when we had it at St. Cloud and the fans came. Um, but so you probably remember the game, Ben. Uh, I took a, I took a penalty. Uh, of course, it was a bad call, as all of them are against uh, the Huskies. <laughs> yeah, uh, but you know I wasn't happy with it, and they ended up scoring on the power play, and uh, and so you know they're up one nothing, and, <laughs> and the ref. <laughs> <laughs> the refs coming to you know tell the scorers table the the, the goal and the assist and all that. I I uh, didn't have my gloves on yet, so I just started clapping at him. <laughs> and dude, he didn't even he didn't even look at me. Like he's going right here, and he kind of saw the corner of his eye, and he just goes, "There's ten, dude." I didn't even have my helmet like fully buckled yet, and I just sat right back down. And I was like, "Oh." Yeah, I don't know about that one, Robbie. Maybe that could have waited. And so now, yeah, now now I'm sitting in the box. I'm like, man, like my parents flew out to watch this. Now they're beating us and I can't do anything about it. And I guess that was a mistake. But I got my money's worth, man. I definitely got my money's worth on that one. The message was sent. Good. Uh, But no, yeah, I should have had eight literally like clockwork. But uh, you're you're broke things happen, man. Yeah, that's what all coaches want. 32 pins in your career, eight each year. Easy money, good math. <laughs> all right. Uh, ben, I want to actually bring you into the fold a little bit this because, as, you know, as a broadcaster, <clears throat> you know, from our perch up, up in the arenas, you, you get that nice ice view uh, of what's happening, you know, both what's in the play and also maybe what's behind the play. And mm-hmm. I want to go back to that CC overtime goal that Robbie Jackson set up Patrick Newell on that wonderful come from behind game. That it is, uh, I guess when you saw Patrick Newell and Robbie Jackson on the ice, I guess how much, as you mentioned on your toes, did you have to be as a broadcaster? Because if there's one thing about hockey and watching it, you, you almost have to be prepared for the unexpected. I guess, how fun was it to watch those two skate and the chemistry they had on the ice? It was awesome, man. I mean, and, you know, Dave was always great because he knew, you know, he knew to, you know, let me do my thing and, and call the play. I mean, it was those two guys. But it was a lot of guys, man, with that group. I mean, the, the skill and speed they played at, you know, was was ridiculous. And they had guys like Robbie and, and Pat that could that could finish. And, um, you know, it was it was always fun, man. That's just simply put, it probably sounds like a bad answer, but <clears throat> excuse me. It was just always fun. It was fun, one, because I knew I was going to see those guys and all the crew they had there, you know, and you got, I used to love going in the back there before you guys kind of redid it when you had the ping pong table in there. When another legend like yourself, Robbie, Tom Nelson, hey, who do you want? He'd take me in the back and we go in there, everybody's playing ping pong. I mean, that, that was cool, man. But that was, that was, I don't know how long that lasted. That was when ball game was there and, and Morley and, and Prow and I'm missing some guys, but. I think yeah, you guys had freshman. that, right, Robbie? That was my freshman year, yeah. That was your freshman, yeah. Like, that that was just fun. I, it was always a fun experience there. It, it just – it was always a good time, man. It was – you know, the, the games were always good. I don't remember too many clunkers going up there 
over all the years I went there, specifically when Robbie and those guys were playing and doing their thing. But it was just a lot of fun, man. And you had to be alert and you had to know where the puck was. And like I said, I had a partner that, you know, knew to, knew to let me do my thing in the ozone because they were quick and they had a way of slinging it all over the ice and, and making great plays. So it was a ton of fun, man. We lost five to two my freshman year when you were in town to CC. Wow, we lost five two. Um, again, freshman year, I'm not sure which games you were all at. Yeah, I'd have to look. Yeah. Have to look. What else? Um, I mean, we definitely got beat when you guys were in town, but yeah, like you said, I don't know any clunkers. Well, yeah, any, you anytime you came to St. Cloud, our uh, senior year, I know we won. Yeah, you you had a ton of big wins that year. I still remember the uh, the game when this the puck went in on Perfect's skate when you're playing Duluth. I'm sure you remember that. I remember right? that one for sure. Yep, that was your senior year, wasn't it? It went in uh, like for the Bulldogs. Yeah, no, it went in for you no, guys. For the Huskies. Oh. It went in. Perfect's like turned to skate and. Dave oh and yeah, were, that's right. That was, was the, dude. That was a game winner. Wasn't you guys it? were one that and two was, in the country, I think. That, yep. Yeah, that was a game winner they had to look at. Oh, that and was. Dave and I were like, there's no way yeah. this stands. And, of course, it stood. <laughs> Good call. Just, yeah, maybe I know hockey. Right. Just countless games. I mean, it was, like I said, man, it was always it was always fun. It was always exciting. You knew you were going to get a hell of a show on the big sheet from these guys. And, you know, it just it was always fun, man. And, I, Robbie, I want to ask you about Tom Nelson, man. Like I said, two legends. Um, you're doing your thing, playing pro, starting your career, and, and hopefully things get going in February, and you can start doing that. Finish this year, we get back on track. What do you got? What's in the bank for uh, for Nelly, man? You got any good stories uh, from your time with him? Uh, I don't, if you want to talk about legends, I don't get to be in the same conversation as Tom Nelson. You man. know what I mean? Yeah. You know I mean. Um, yeah, you know what? I definitely do. I have to think. See, like, you know what the tough thing is? Like, guys like Jimmy Schultz, like, really good with, like, stories and stuff like this. But I'm, like, more of, like, a, like an off-the-top guy. You know, yeah. as you guys know, like, you know, as the, the, whole, the whole point of off the ice with Robbie J was to, like, be off the top. Wait. So, like, like Jimmy, oh, man, this, this is a tough question for me. Cause I can def- and I also don't know how many of these stories, like, I can tell on camera. Well, what do you um, appreciate? What do you appreciate about him? I guess. How about if I put it that way to you? What are the things that you really liked about him, and maybe some things you learned from him? Well, he was just again like Gibby. Like he was just very dedicated and loved his job. And uh, when when you have a passion for something, you enjoy doing it. That obviously translates into uh, effort and care. And I mean, it's it's pretty hard to do a bad job about something that you're incredibly passionate about because. Yeah that just gives you, you know, this, this sense of drive to be better. So, um, yeah, Tom just, Tom always took care of us, you know, what, uh, what we needed or really more whatever you guys needed. Um, but he always made sure it was convenient for us. You know, like if, uh, if we had to reschedule something due to class or homework or practice or whatever, like he was, uh, he was always very accommodating and, uh, do what we need to do and never, never took uh, rejection personally, you know, because, he knew that it wasn't, it wasn't him. We were saying no to it was like, Hey man, you know, I, I'd love to do this interview at five, but I got class from four 30 to six 30. Like, can you, right. can you put, just push it off till seven or something like that? You know? Yeah. So, um, no, Tom, yeah, it's <laughs> sad to see Tom go, man. 20 years. You said, <laughs> put, put his statue right next to her Brooks. Right outside here. <laughs> exactly. Seriously. Yeah. That's well yeah. Said. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. No, yeah, he's done a lot. 
Yep. Sorry, I had to get your thoughts on that, man. So, oh, good one. I'm well, I'm almost insulted that uh, that Nick's asking you about the whole broadcast uh, the <laughs> view and all that. I mean, we were partners for games, man. I was your color commentator. You must you must have just forgot about that. <laughs> forgot about what? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I, I was going to get to that. Where I was going on the train tracks there, okay. Robbie. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But that track. was but since you and I will get it off the tracks real quick. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, you better take control, man, because these two guys right, can talk. Right, right, right. You better can talk. <laughs> uh, and, and, sp- and speaking of that, Robbie, just have a, a couple of like more, I, I guess, formal questions for you. Uh, just because uh, I guess this is just a lot of fun. I, I was actually really looking forward to this interview because I know you're you're always been a good dude, man. And I just you know just how Appreciate you are off the cuff, man. It's just it's awesome. I love it. Uh, but we did do a game. Uh, we did a women's game. It was my first ever television play-by-play game um, after spending a year with KVSC. And uh, when uh, Brian Stanley called me up and said, uh, yeah, Rob, he's going to be your color commentator. I'm like, get the heck out of here. Like, no way. Like, I need and tape for this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you have tape? I have you tape. You're real. You got to have tape somewhere. I do. I do have tape. In fact, I had the entire game in its entirety sitting on this computer as we speak. So The guy at the bottom of the bed right too, now. <laughs> I don't I know wish. if I want to see that. I was I was young. I don't know if I want to see that. <laughs> but but you know it, it was kind of funny because you know you I know we I talked to you uh, Ben about you know the chemistry between a play by play and an, and an analyst and and I guess yeah. how you can feed off each other and I've, I've always loved you two as as a duo just because I think you guys just mesh really well uh, between the anal- and just you know the energy you guys bring as well and you know it, for me being on television doing it for the first time for me is a little bit nervous I'm not going to lie with you and again didn't want to let Brian down I knew I had I had it in me to do it but you know Robbie I guess I guess the energy you brought to that for me really actually kind of helped me put it into my element I, I guess if you want to talk about it from your perspective I guess calling a game uh, with the women's game and you know what this is how, how it happens Robbie goes blank because he doesn't want to embarrass everybody. So that's how that was his way of going off camera. That was, you know, you said, no, off I got, the, I got off the ice. I'm doing this on my phone. I'm sorry. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I had to give you crap. And the only way I knew how to, so that's fair. Uh, <laughs> but uh, talk about your experience as a broadcaster, being the analyst for the women's game. And I guess if you want to throw some jabs at me or some, you know, if there are some compliments, go ahead. I'll, I'll let you have the floor for this. One. I just the opposite of jabs, man. I did because I did play by play for the game before. So that's why they brought you in. <laughs> um, I no, that was, that was a lot of fun, man. I remember that game. That was RIT. Uh, they won five. They won five one, right? I wonder five two of something five like that. Two. It was a good game, yeah. Yeah, no, that was a fun game. Um, yeah, no, I I remember that uh, vividly. Um, I remember you were like I could tell you were a little nervous. I think we had to redo the uh, the pre pack uh, a few times. Yeah, we did. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but no, I mean, I just I, I hope that uh, I helped ease some of those nerves for you because, like I said, I just I like to bring the energy. I get excited. There are probably a few times I cut you off, and it's something I had to work on as a broadcaster, like. You know, like they'd make a nice play, you know, like they make a nice move and you'd be obviously, you know, describing that as the play by play guy. And I go, Oh wow. Like nice move. Sorry, man. <laughs> I stepped on your toes there. Uh, like I just, I just get a little bit too into the game. Um, but yeah, no, I, that was a, that was a heck of a time. And uh, I thought, I thought you did a good job. I could definitely, like, I definitely knew you knew what you were doing. Um, but yeah, like, like you said, um, that was uh, one of my, my first, our first uh, broadcasting experiences. So yeah, that's always something that, uh, that I'll remember forever, uh, whether, whether it's good or bad for us. I think we've both come a long way since then, but uh, yeah, definitely send that, uh, send that tape to Ben. 
Curious what he's got to say. Oh boy. I definitely will send that yeah. tape to Ben. Uh, yeah. and I guess I, the pretty good follow-up question to this, Robbie, is you know, if if and when the you know the hockey career, obviously, hopefully that goes well for you. But if at some point, whether it's you know, 10 or 15 years from now, where um, whether it's your body or I guess you have to hang up the skates at some point, uh, would being in an, in an analyst role like that, whether it's television or radio, would that be something that uh, would be a good next step for you after your playing career is over? I mean, we'll see what Ben says after he watches the tape. Maybe I should pick a different <laughs> field. <laughs> uh, but as of right now, yes. Um, that's something that was, uh, that was actually part of the recruiting process uh, coming yeah. to St. Cloud and I guess maybe this, maybe this is something Gibby did well. They, like he knew that and he took me down to stu- uh, the yeah. studio in Stewart Hall uh, and showed me that. I actually met uh, Taylor Budge at the time and she kind of told us like, you know, basically what Husky Productions is, what UTBS is, all that to kind of give me uh, give me some insight as to what I'd be doing actually like away from the ice rink. And I, I, I'd known that I wanted to do broadcasting since I was like 15, 16 years old. Um, I just enjoy it, man. I like wearing suits and I like hockey and I like talking about hockey. <laughs> Checks all the boxes. It's simple. Um, so I think uh, – what was the question? I'm not going to lie. What was the question? What do you want to do? <laughs> what, done playing. what do I want to do? Playing. Oh, like yeah, broadcast. yeah, obviously. Um, yeah, I just – I started talking about broadcasting. I got so caught up. I forgot the question. Clearly, I love it. Um, yeah, either that or – yeah. I think broadcasting. I, I got a few things that uh, that I've thought about that I've talked about, but yeah, broadcasting is uh, is definitely at the top of that list. Uh, Robert, you did actually, you know, dive in a little bit. I believe at Tulsa with some, uh, I guess, a similar off the ice setting you did with the uh, Husky Productions. Or at least I thought I remember seeing something on Twitter um, with you doing something. Was it either San Antonio or Tulsa, to, or am I? Oh yeah, it was San Antonio. It um, might have been San Antonio. Yep, I couldn't remember. Yeah. Like, I remember watching a couple of the segments uh, coming through social media, and I just I, instantly I was just wanting to clap. I'm like, yes, yes. Uh, was it different? Uh, I guess doing it for San Antonio and then St. Cloud. I guess how did it feel to kind of be doing it almost in that professional sense uh, that, well, that you know, was, with your new team? That was that was a little less a uh, little less in my control you know, like off the ice with Robbie J was obviously just me growing my show. teammates. Yeah. It's it it got my name on it. Um, <laughs> no, I just, I did this. Uh, I don't think it was a series or anything. It was just uh, it was like a one-time thing. This, uh, they brought in a news anchor to like do a training camp workout with us, you know? And, uh, and I was like, you know, so it was, she brought in her cameraman and like workout gear and then our strength guy. And I was just the player that was helping. Um, demonstrating and you know we'd go side by side whoever like I would I would do the reps she would do the reps and obviously uh, I would do a few more than her and we had a good time with it but um now off the ice was definitely definitely some of the most fun I've had with my teammates uh that I can talk about (laughs) uh Ben I'm gonna kick this over to you because uh, I'm kind of out of formal questions Uh, I'd imagine you probably have still some more for Robbie whether they're formal or more uh you know, poking fun, if you want to call it, because, you know, Robbie's always... Formal questions sport. are overrated. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this this one's for the fans, because um, I think we've done a lot of that. I had one, but I know the answer to it, and I'll just, since I kind of teased you... I, right, don't, I don't think you do. Don't think I do what? I don't think you know the answer to it. Why okay. don't you write my answer down on a piece of paper in front of you, and then ask me, and we'll and then hold it up once I answer the worst bus trip you ever had at St. Cloud. It's got to be the blizzard. No, no right? it wasn't Omaha, man. Really? It was not Omaha. All right, what no. is it? 
Well, tell, um, tell us the story then. I was pro- probably coming back from Miami just because it was so long, and uh, we were on like a dark sleeper bus. Omaha was Omaha was almost fun. Like we 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 didn't know what we were doing the entire time. We like yeah, it got a little frustrating. Obviously, we wanted to go home, but um, I mean that group of guys was so close knit that we we could have fun doing anything. And if anyone really got upset, you just look at the back of the bus to see the Penrose Cup and cheers you up. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, yeah, I no, Omaha, Omaha was actually kind of kind of fun when we were out there. I mean, like, we, we were all prepared for the winter. Like, we all had our winter coats. It's not like we were out there in our tank tops and swim shorts. So, or vans. Know, it wasn't that bad. Or vans, and... yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, no, the, the worst part about that was, uh, again, Gibby having blunders on Twitter, talking about, like, prison food and all this. And it's like, no, that, that's just not true. And Gibby talking about rations are going low. And I was like, no, that's, again, not true. Um, there was definitely some uncertainty. I don't know whether where we were gonna sleep that night, but no, no, Omaha wasn't the worst bus trip. It was yeah, my sophomore year. After we didn't have like too many bad bus trips. Obviously, any time after a loss was tough. Going home on Saturday night after a loss, but you know, like our longest bus trip was Omaha, and it was only like six hours. Um, okay. But then we always flew to Miami. But after sophomore year, we drove back. Um, oh, that's a haul. Yeah, we got. We, well, that was the worst part. Is we got swept by Miami and then had oh. to drive back like 10, Oof. 12 hours or whatever it was. And uh, yeah, that wasn't fun. You ever get detained at a border? Like the team, like the bus held up at a border. We, we never went to Canada. No, I'm, well, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Bad question. That happened to me when I was with Cleveland, one of our players got, we got held up at peace bridge in Buffalo for like four hours. No way. They took him off the bus. John Graham. I'll tell the story now real quick. So that's hilarious. Yeah, please do. We played Hamilton on the 29th. No, we played him on the 30th of January or December. So we're all, we're all hoping to get back to get home so we can kind of start partying New Year's Eve. Right. Cause we played Hamilton again on New Year's day at the queue in Cleveland. Long story short, we get held up for four hours. They finally let us go. They, they take Graham and keep him at the border. The end of the story comes back, plays the next day. Quinny, David Quinn, wouldn't say a word in the media. Graham goes out, pitches a shutout. So that was no that way. Was, that, yeah. Funny story, yeah. Ben. I actually got stuck myself at the Peace Bridge in Buffalo on the way Did back really? from Canada. Yes. So I was actually, I was driving in from Buffalo. We were actually on our way to Toronto uh, to go to the Hockey Hall of Fame. And for those who thought uh, LA traffic is bad, I've driven in LA traffic. Oh, the QEW. Um, it's, it's not great. Uh, oh. But, uh, the uh, I guess the Trans Canadian Highway going in in Toronto. It's only three lanes each way. Um, I literally moved a city block in forty five minutes. Oh yeah, that that's how bad this was. So yeah. we ended up I ended up having to pull off. We we had to go to the Hockey Hall of Fame the next day because we thought we had two hours to spare. We didn't get the car parked until we were about fifteen minutes until that place was going to close. It was that bad. But on the way back, we were visiting Niagara Falls, and my passport was in my my pants pocket. And it must have slipped out between the, you know, the, I guess, you know, the, the center council and the seat and I couldn't find it. All I had was my Minnesota driver's license and, you know, the, the border patrol are doing their gig and they're like, well, how the heck did you get over here? And so, you know, they pull you off into like the side and, you know, we, we spent probably 20, 25 minutes looking for this thing. And I looked in that specific spot. We're in to find it at least five or six times and sure it's crap, you know, and of course, 
the, the car we were driving was an old Buick and it was completely blue inside. And of course the passport book itself is the same freaking color. So it blended in perfectly. Yeah. Ended up finding it later, showed them in, oh man, it was, it was not a fun ride, but uh, that's a great area over there in Buffalo and uh, in oh. Niagara. That's uh, just absolutely gorgeous. And uh, just after that same night, I'm glad we made it back because this was 2015. We were uh, going to go watch a uh, game one of Sarnia versus the Erie Otters. And I got to watch one of the probably the most dangerous first lines ever to take the Ontario hockey league guys. And that was Connor McDavid centering Alex to and, uh, and, uh, Oh gosh, this. it was, yeah, Dylan Strome. And that, yeah. you know, to, to see that uh, talent, yeah. I mean, it was, it was men amongst not even boys, it was men amongst toddlers. Honestly, it was just an incredible uh, couple of games to watch. It was just unbelievable, but uh, it's a great area. Buffalo's a great hockey community for those yeah. who haven't been out there. So and amongst toddlers, that's that's a good that's good verbiage. You should use that during a game. Yeah, we should. Use um, that Saturday. What's that? Copyright it, Nick. That's right. <laughs> Copyright it, Nick. I, I I'll put it out there. I I I, I copied the a hundred bucks for it. That's so, right. <laughs> speaking of uh, I, what, the last thing I really wanted to ask you, I, I promise I won't project and say I know the answer because I have no friggin' clue where you're going to go with this. Um, Wild card guys you played with. Give me the five guys you would put on the power play. Your four years, all four years. Five Kali Kosla. Kali Kosla. Kosla, okay. No brainer, man. That guy, that guy is the most talented guy I've ever seen with the puck. Really? You can rip it. Well, see, you know, that, that, that all depends. Like, what do you what do you want? Like, like Prow's right-handed, Jimmy's left-handed. So do you want to run it off Kosla's side, or do you want Ryan Palin running it off the other side? Um, I want one unit. One unit, your your uh, your ultimate unit. Game. What's that, Nick? The ultimate unit, right? One unit. Game's tied, three three. They take a penalty with two ten left in the game. Five guys. Now I'm putting them on the I, spot. No, I got you. <laughs> really breaking the neurons up there, aren't we? That's what that pizza's of good the, for. Of the Saint Cloud, of the Saint Cloud guys. I got you. Just guys you played with. Yep. Yeah. 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 Yep. I'm going to go with. Jimmy's going to be mad at me, but I'm going to go with Jack Ashton. <laughs> really? That's what I was going to say. You're probably going to piss some guys off, but whatever. Yeah. You guys are friends. Jimmy's see what Jimmy and I would, would be a phenomenal second unit to this unit. So don't, don't get it to us at Jimmy. You can't have Jimmy on a power play without me. We're just, we're just buddies. We're good friends. I understand. That, that actually, we used to have that. That was our uh, pregame routine. Like before we went in, I'd send him a couple one timers on the power play. Then he'd pass me a few coming downhill and I'd shoot. So yeah. we actually did that in the beauty league too in the summer when we played together, such nerds. Love but it. yeah, so Ooh. I want, I want a shot on there because, because Jimmy's obviously biggest strength on the pathway was the one timer. Yes. And I, I think a Sean just gets pucks through. I uh, just floats him in there. He's a more deceptive passer. Not that he's a better passer, but you. he's a more deceptive passer. So I want a Sean up top. Want Ryan Paling in uh, on his strong side, like where I was on the power play. I want Kale over there where he was. Okay. And I want I want the lefty uh, off of Ryan's side because Kale is just a freaking wizard. He can do anything with the puck, man. There, there was one game against Mankato. He, yeah. sco- he scored a goal. Um, 
that was damn near the same angle I scored against Bemidji State my senior year. Remember that right at the um, goal line. Yeah, no, and call yeah, Kale was just flung it like it looked casually, just thunk right up in the corner. So yeah, I want those three up top. I want yeah. Dave Morley on the goal line on Ryan on the right. side. That right, yeah. yeah, that right-handed guy. Yeah. Um, and I want Pat Russell in front of the net. Nice. As and like you know, because it wouldn't be a one-timer, but that's okay because, like you said, you need a power play goal. I don't think the D is gonna let him get open. Like whoever's in that middle, I don't think they're gonna allow him to get open for a little one-timer in that soft spot. So I want him just to have a, a strong stick right there. And he is probably the biggest ox that I've ever played with. And Morley's a skilled enough passer to get it to Kali if he needs to. Morley's a skilled enough passer to get it to a Sean at the top if he needs to. Yeah. Morley's also crafty enough to put it in the net if he has time and space and all that. Morley, Morley can even take it behind the net and set up in the office area. He was, yeah. he's, Morley's probably one of the better passers, top top three. And I always say, I can't say he's the best passer because I also have Kali on that unit who was, like I said, the most skilled human being I've ever seen with a puck in person. Cool. So, yeah, cool. I got yeah, a little mix of old school and new school. I like it. I like all it. bases. Uh, last thing, Robbie, before we send it off, uh, uh, just it's uh, it's it's been great having you on again. Thanks for joining uh, myself and Ben. Uh, exactly. I I guess uh, you know, being that you've had some time away from Saint Cloud, uh, do you miss it at all? Or uh, I guess you know, what are some of your fond memories of uh, going back to the Herbrooks National? Oh, man, I should have done that. Should have. Um. The fondest memories, oh, man. I mean, well, that, that game against Duluth, even though it's crazy, we lost that game. But like I said, best best oh, hockey game I've ever been a part of. No. Yeah, you did. And we didn't. Yeah, the, frozen, the Frozen Face-Off Championship. Oh, that, oh yeah, that one. I'm sorry. Yeah, my bad. Yep. Yeah. No, you're good. Um, yeah, that one uh, that one's most energy I've ever felt in a building, aside from the CC game that we won. So that one's up there. Uh, beating Duluth, uh, my senior year on Saturday night in Duluth. Um, I think you guys, Ben, actually might have been there for the Friday night and not the Saturday game. Um, but probably we did a lot of those. Yeah, we probably. Yeah, were. well, I scored that game too, so don't worry. But um, yeah, Friday, uh, Saturday night in Duluth, we were up three-two, and I scored with like under two minutes left to make it a, a two-goal game. And I had a three-zone celebration, man, all the way from the freaking goal line to right in front of our away bench, and um, that was that was one of the biggest goals I've scored. Uh, I mean, all all the trophies we won, obviously, got to be up there. But man, just uh, just probably my entire senior year, like just the, the closeness uh, that we had. Oh, and winning the winning the Penrose freshman year, scoring in that game was fun. I scored in both uh, Penrose winning games. That's kind of cool. Clutch, man, clutch. clutch. Yeah, that's fun. Um, probably that CC game, though, would be the, the best memory. Um, I don't know. We, we, we did a lot of good things, man. It's hard to tie it into one. We did, did a lot of cool things on the ice. Uh, we had a lot of fun off the ice just as, uh, just as friends. And, you know, not, not even, like, stuff that I can't say on camera, but just, you know, every, every night me and Newsy just hanging out at our apartment, um, just having a good time guys being dudes, you know? So yeah. I really, really all four years, uh, it was just, it, it's a cliche, but they say college is the best four years of your life. And mm -hmm. those are people who don't even get to play hockey for the Huskies. So, you know, times that by 10, by 50, by 100, 
and uh, th that's that's the fondness in which uh, I look back and regale my my time at St. Cloud. Ben, do you have anything else to add for Robbie J? No, I would just add that you 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 may not remember him, but T.J. Hensick played at Michigan, played a little bit in the NHL. For my money, the guy was the most electrifying player I've ever seen play college hockey, and I was pretty tight with him and Kevin Porter and. Cogliano and Jack Johnson and those guys at Michigan. And they said what you said, Robbie. And Hen Henner would always say to me, he's like, Benny, it's the best four years of my life, man. I'm not leaving early unless I'm going right up, you know, and, and I respect that, man. I didn't do that. And I have a lot of respect for you, Robbie, as you know, and all those guys you played with, man, and the ones that keep playing there for the Huskies. That's cool stuff. Yeah, uh, it, was, uh, it was a lot of fun, man. I definitely miss it. Um, so yeah, the, the biggest pain I felt was uh, was uh, that loss to AIC, and I was I was the last one to take my jersey off. I remember Ollie came, he came over, and you know, all the seniors were uh, we were just distraught, like like no description can can encompass. And uh, you no, know, I was the last one, and they kind of had to force it off me because you know time's like all right, Robbie, it's, you know time to get on the road. And I was telling them, yeah. I'm, I'm not taking the jersey off. I'm just not I'm not doing it. So. Yeah, that was uh, meant the world to me to be a Husky. Robbie That's Jackson, awesome. former forward for the St. Cloud State University Huskies again, and now current, uh, I guess you call it Utica Comet uh, all yeah. time, uh, with the American Maybe. Hockey League. Uh, Robbie, just uh, real quick uh, for the fans who maybe want to keep following you, uh, when does your season officially start uh, out there uh, in Utica? Um, I believe the first game was targeted for February 5th. Um, I'm not sure whether that date has been bumped up by a couple of weeks or pushed back, but I know training camp uh, for us officially starts Monday, I believe, and our first on-ice official skate is Tuesday, uh, from what I've seen. And then we actually we have a uh, we have an exhibition game uh, this Saturday, so you know eight days from now or whatever, and it's actually against Prow. He'll be in Syracuse, so yeah, nice. I'll be playing Prow. I saw I saw him, you know, on Monday. Now we've nice. seen them again soon. So, yeah, Huskies are all over. So, Robbie, uh, awesome. Great to catch up with you. Obviously, good luck to you in the upcoming season. Hopefully, the AHL as a whole can, you know, obviously finish out the season underneath these circumstances. Mm -hmm. We wish you the best of luck. Thanks again for joining us. And, uh, Robbie Jackson, again, great to have you on the show. I'll have to do this again sometime. Hey, anytime, man. You guys know how to reach me. I'm always down. Thanks, Robbie. Thanks, brother. If you're looking for more Huskies Warming House podcast content, there's a place for that. Visit us at huskieswarminghousepodcast.com and follow our Twitter page, at Warming House Den, for the latest news, notes, updates, prizes, and more. Don't forget you can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, Spotify, and more. We also are on Google Podcast and would love to hear your feedback on the show. Drop us a line at Husky's Warming House Podcast at Outlook.com or leave us feedback in the feedback section of the Huskies Warming House Podcast website. And finally, if you know any Huskies hockey alumni who would love to be on the show, let us know and we just might make it happen. And as always, thank you to Robbie Jackson, as again, as he's about to uh, get his season underway in the American Hockey League with the Utica Comets. Uh, Robbie Jackson, what a, what a guy. I mean, just 
talking to him a lot of times. And again, uh, being a mass comm major on Noah, uh, he was in the, the UTVS room quite a bit uh, with us. So we got, I remember chatting with him uh, after games with his wins or losses, uh, always very open uh, with his feelings. And it certainly gave us some insight on how the team was, uh, was doing, how some of those interlocker room stories that he's, he's just this great guy all around and really good storyteller too. And, and always, if he is a guy that like, could cut the tension with anything, it was Robbie Jackson. He can always, uh, you know, place a well uh, rounded joke right when it needed to be uh, Robbie's an awesome guy. You know, and I, and I think I, and we forgot to mention this in the intro, but I think there's a couple of times too, you know, where he got uh, slightly explicit, if you will. But I think that there were times, you know, where like when, when I jumped on and got to check in with you guys after the interview and you said, Oh, you might have your work cut out for you might have some things to do. I mean, there were points where like, I, I left some of those in because they just, they fit the story. They fit the emotion that Robbie is telling and, you know, Robbie, it definitely means no harm by it. So you can tell that he's a guest that yes, not only is our, he articulate, not only as a funny guy, but he's a guy that wears his heart on his sleeve. I mean, you, you're going to gather that right away and had some really, really strong stories and being able to tell that in-depth piece as far as, you know, Mike Gibbons has not still called him, you know, the, what it was like to be in the locker room and in one of the most excruciating moments in Huskies hockey history. Uh, you know, it takes a lot for somebody, you know, even a guy of Robbie Jackson's caliber to put that out there. So we really appreciate him coming on and definitely going to probably have to have him on again, because he could probably talk for hours and hours about some of the things that he's experienced. We wish him the best of luck in his professional career with uh, Utica and St. Louis moving forward. Uh, the only thing on the docket here, as far as Hans Hockey for St. Cloud State is concerned. Don't forget the women's hockey team back in action against Duluth, I believe, Friday and Saturday. Uh, so uh, definitely check that one out. But that's going to do it. Uh, don't forget to stay tuned. Episode number 47, we do have Center Ice News and Notes with Ben Holden on Sunday. And then the following Tuesday, we sit down with newly retired St. Cloud State Communications Athletics Director Tom Nelson uh, for a fun interview with Ben Holden and myself. So stay tuned. Lots of great things coming. And we say see you later from the Huskies Warming House Podcast. Mm-hmm.